Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Um, Hope everybody's had a great week and uh, I just wanted to sort of keep touching on the subject a little bit that I talked about on my last podcast, um, a little bit about fear and I was, you know, talked about FOMO, the fear of missing out briefly, um, but I talked a bit about more being 1% better than, you know, to, today than what you were yesterday and 1% better tomorrow than what you were yesterday and putting down all the things that are distracting you from really getting what you like and being accountable. Now, I think the, to me... You know, not being accountable is, as I said in my in that podcast, is most people don't want to be accountable. That's why most people have jobs um, and working for somebody else, so they're not taking those risks or being accountable for success or failure. And then that, that also, to me, that translates into investing in the market and and you know, funding your retirement. You know, that's why compulsory superannuation is here because if the government took away compulsory superannuation, I can guarantee you there'd be so many people on the poor, the poverty line. It would People don't take responsibility for their future en masse and most people wouldn't save for their retirement and put money away. They'd be spending it all on a lifestyle now or a perceived lifestyle now and wasting their money. So having compulsory super at least means people are now retiring on, I think the average male is about $200,000 a year. And I think the average female is about 180 or something, but at least it's better than not having that, isn't it, with that compulsory superannuation. But I want to get into fear because it's, fear is the reason why people aren't being responsible because that's that fear of failure and fear of losing. But I don't know, is success to be feared or is failure to be feared? And to me, uh, somebody said to me one day, said, Dale, what would happen if, you know, you lost all your money? Something happened and you lost all your money. And, I, and I, so said, they said, how would you be? And I said, that's fine. I said, I'd just get it all back again. And they go, how can you be sort of sure of that? And I said, because it's the six inches between my ears that makes the money and the attitude I have towards it, not the economy, not the government, not anybody else. And if you can make it, you can make it again. If you can make it twice, you can make it three times. And the world's got many, many, many stories of very successful people that have lost everything and then done it all again. And the second time has done it bigger and better. You know, it just uh, often I said to somebody one day, you know, they they said, you know, ah, oh, you know, you, you sort of got successful pretty quickly. I said, no, no, no it just took me forty years to figure it out. Um, you can get success. Money can flow very quickly if you work out how to do that. Uh, and we teach that in our courses, etc. But you know, people get to 40 or 50 or whatever it is and they haven't been 
monetarily as successful as they'd like. And I go, you don't need to have half a million dollars in the bank if we can teach you how to make money and use that six inches between your ears. Because doing once we train that, then money will flow freely for you. And that's the really important thing is once you train yourself, it happens. But there's that huge fear of losing. Well, what if I go and do your course and then I don't get success? Then I've wasted that money. That's what they think. Or what if I you know, start on the marketplace and I start working and then the market melts down and we have a crash? Well, crashes are over very, very quickly. You know, even the GFC was over in 13 months. The 87 crash was over in two, three months. You know, the 29 crash was over in about a couple of years. The market melted down on October 1929 and the Dow bottom in 1932, so two, three years. But in that time, there were still periods where it still went up in the terms of the Dow. But these bearish markets or crashes don't last very, very long. And you miss them if you've got some solid knowledge and you apply that knowledge to what's going on. The, the signs are there all the time telling you whether the market's bullish or bearish. But that fear of losing is so, so strong that people avoid doing what they need to do. Hence what I was talking about on my last podcast, saying people distract themselves with electronic toys, phones, iPads, blah, 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 and playing games because if they're distracted, then they run out of time to do what they need to do and that's feed their brain so that they learn more so they can earn more. The more you learn, the more you earn. And it's pretty simple. And, And I've often said to young people, when they're asking me for advice when they're getting their first job. And I, and I said, the easiest way to get a pay rise is to make yourself more valuable. And what they said, what do you mean by that? And I said, well, everybody can do a job. Your employer can get anybody to do the job that you're being employed for. You know, it's, it's you, just because you've got a degree doesn't mean you're going to be better than anybody else. But if you make yourself more valuable, the employer will reward that. So always aim to go a little bit over and above everybody else. And if you do that, you'll get the you'll get the promotions, you'll get the pay rises, you'll get all those sorts of things. But people don't because they fear that and they want that instant gratification. Because loss aversion is a behavioural uh, principle, I suppose, um, or behavioural virus. And what happens is, is, is people, they lock themselves into fear of losing because fear is a very, very strong motivator. Success is less of a strong motivator, if that makes sense. So you've often seen, let's say, let's go to the football or the tennis or something like that. And you've seen your teams or your person playing the, the tennis game or whatever it is is they're behind and their their will, their desires of not losing and wanting to win really pulls them through. And you see that scramble to the end to try and get them over the line. And you see, see that people who love winning feel losing a hell of a lot more. So they're actually driving themselves to win. But losing, um, fear of losing in the stock market People fear that all the time, and what they do is they make huge mistakes. Is lately we're seeing a lot of news around coronaviruses and all sorts of other stuff, and it's constant the emails that I get from people going, "Hey, you know, hey, the market's going to melt down," and they panic and they sell and they make very emotional decisions. But to me, you need to chase the win, and that's really what you know, to me it's about. Use the fear and use the fear as energy like the athletes do. Use that fear of, I don't want to lose, I want to win. Use that fear and that energy from the fear for a positive purpose rather than a negative purpose because, as I said, a lot of people will spiral and they just give up, pick up their mobile phone and and avoid what they know they need to be doing. So they're, they're guaranteeing failure rather than striving to 
be successful. But how do you really overcome that aversion to fear when it comes to the market? And that's really an important question you need to ask yourself. If you're fearing investing, if you're fearing the stock market right now or any time, how do you do that? And to me, the first thing is you just have to define, well, what's the worst that can happen? If you actually understand stock market crashes, the GFC, we fell 50%, not in 87, our market fell um, 50%. During um, 1929, 32, I think our market fell 50%. The Dow fell 90, <coughs> sorry, um, but our market only fell 50. The pullback from January 2002 to March 2003, just before the biggest pull market we'd ever seen, I think our market fell 25-ish percent, something like that. But generally, a market falls somewhere between 8 and 12% on a yearly basis, around about 15 to 20% roughly every four years. So what do you stand to lose? That's the question. So what's the worst nightmare that you could ever have on the stock market or stock? Is If you've got 10 stocks in your portfolio, are all of them going to go belly up and give you zero? What's the chances of that? Have you ever asked the question? The answer is no. It's not going to happen to you. You might get, oh, well, put it this way. In my whole investing trading career, I've had one, and that was a speculative tech stock that I bought during the tech boom because I finally gave in to people's pressure, peer pressure. Isn't that great? It's the only time I've ever gone into peer pressure and lost money. I lost 100% on one stock. Never happened again. But to me, it wasn't. It was about... You know, after a couple of years of everybody making lots of money out of the tech boom, more recently it's been the Bitcoin cry, uh, bubble basically. Um, but the chances of you, if you're buying good stocks, top 100 stocks, the chances of them going to zero is nil. Um, and if you've got some basic strategies like you learn in my book, um, you know, just a basic stop loss strategy, the chances of you losing money on the market are next to nil. In fact, I've had people work out, um, people who have high level degrees like CFAs and things like that, they've worked out that it's a statistical impossibility for people not to be able to make money if they follow what's in my books and what I teach. So, But again, also, so once you define what's the worst that could happen, then you can also look at, well, if that's the worst, how can I stop that from occurring or how can I fix it if it does happen? So if you suffer, your portfolio stuff suffers a 20% loss, well, what do you need to do? How do you fix that if it falls 20% or how do you not suffer the 20% fall and again we teach that in my book you know set a stop loss on block and you're fine you know during the GFC people's portfolios who followed the rules in my book lost roughly less than 10% roughly in that sort of ballpark if they'd follow the rules in my book and I've had so many emails from people after the GFC happened um, and even since then um, telling me that that's exactly what happened with their they are so grateful for reading my book and following the rules because it stopped them from losing a lot of money. But again, it's not what happens at how you handle it. And that's what I talked about on my podcast last, or I think my last podcast when I mentioned what my mum teaches me. I don't care whether the market goes up or down. It's what am I doing as a trader or an investor with that market? Am I investing or not investing? Am I money in there or not in there? What's my plan? So what can you do to repair any damage that might be happening to your portfolio? But what's more What's more beneficial to you? So always look at always what's the benefit of me doing something? Am I going to make more money with a better education or one without a better education? And I know it comes up with me with people on the phone every now and again, somebody with degrees, they go, oh, you know, but, you know, geez, you know, your education is expensive. I go, no, it's cheap. And they go, no, I think it's, 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 it's up there. And I went, well, ignorance is more expensive. 
And they go, what do you mean? I go, well, if you want to, you're telling me you want to trade the market and you have been trading the market. So somebody who's untrained, uneducated trading the market, are they going to make as much money as somebody who's highly educated? And they go, no. And I said, all right, so somebody's uneducated in the market, or largely uneducated in the market, are they going to lose more money in the stock market than somebody like me who's highly educated? They go, yeah. And I said, so our course is very cheap. So what is that to you? So are the benefits of having a better education or more being more informed means you can make better decisions. You make better decisions, you'll make more money. And not just in terms of the stock market, I'm talking about in everything, you know, in other areas of your life, like investing, like in relationships, like in um, you know your jobs, all those sorts of manner of things. So don't fear things. Actually look at what's the positive, what's the negative, what can you do to fix it? What's the worst that can absolutely possibly happen? So if the market melted down today, what would you do? Good question. Have you ever asked that? What would you do if the market, if on the news tonight you got home from work and the big thing on the news said market meltdown, the stock market's fallen 20%, what would you do? If you can't answer that, then you need to find the answer to that because once you find the answer to that, fear disappears. And fear is an acronym for false evidence appearing real. Again, it's not what happens, it's how you handle it. If I got, if I turned on the news tonight and watched the news and it says the market's melting down, I go, okay, cool. It wouldn't change my attitude, it wouldn't change my process, it wouldn't change anything and it wouldn't even raise my eyebrow in terms of fear. It would just go, okay, I know what I need to do and then i just go and do it tomorrow. That's exactly what I'd be doing. Um, so let me ask you a question. What are you putting off doing? because you fear something. Are you putting off investing in the stock market because you're fearful? Are you putting off getting a good education like our course because you're fearful? Uh, what else are you running on fear? Because running on fear is, is means you've got a lot more adrenaline running through your system. It means, much means you're negative. You've got a lot more negative self-talk there. And all of that is energy and draining energy. So to me, it's about what are you fearing the most and what are you putting off because of that fear? So to me, really, you should be looking at what the future is going to hold for you. Where do you want to go? And some of the stuff uh, uh, I think I mentioned I keep going back to that last podcast, don't I, guys? Um, I think I mentioned I'm going to be in, I did it, do it in this one. Um, I mentioned I'm going to Europe in a few months, and that was what we're doing in Europe was one on my, on my bucket list. So to me, put out a bucket list. You know, to me, it's write down what you want to do and then set the goals and work towards them. And once you achieve them, you feel fantastic. Um, to me, you just need to set your priorities down. What's important to you? not looking at your mobile phones or your iPads and whatever else, or watching TV for hours, etc. So what's important to you and work towards it. Um, I'll leave all those thoughts with you. Um, I don't want to push too hard on this, but you get the point, I think. Stop fearing things and embrace things. You know, to me, you know, fear, false evidence appearing real um, is... A really, really good acronym. You can acronym. It's if I can say that properly. The other, the other acronym I heard for fear is um, for F E A R. Is f- other than false evidence appearing real, is face everything and run. F E A R. Face everything and run, or face everything and rise. I'd rather do the last one. Face everything and rise, because there's fear all around you. You just have to handle it the right way. Take care, guys. Have a fantastic week. I look forward to chatting with you next time. You've been listening to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. 
For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre. You just have to handle it the right way. Take care, guys. Have a fantastic week. I look forward to chatting with you next time. You've been listening to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.